Live podcast where we have conversations around relationships, success, connections, and the finer things in life with the incredible women of our sorority and beyond. I'm Barbie, president of Wigbara Society and Sorority. And I'm Alicia, chapter leader of the Wigbara North. So we're so excited to introduce Wigbara to the world, actually. And that's kind of why we started this podcast and why we're doing this right now. This is the first episode ever, so it's our debut episode. Very excited to be here. How's it going, Alicia? I'm ecstatic. I'm finally launching my <laughs> podcast career. Yes. <laughs> and you know, there's so many podcasts out there. So there was, I think there was a bit of, hmm, should we be doing this? Should we not be doing this? But the truth is we know our niche and we know kind of like what we want to hear and what we want to listen to and what kind of black women we are and what kind of black women we want to be and so I think that it was great to just create a space where we could have like all these different black women coming together and just having different conversations about what they do who they are Mm -hmm. and what life really is like for them on a day-to-day but yeah very very happy to have you here Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. <laughs> Very pleased to be here. Yeah, great. And we've also got Rihanna in the studio. Um, Hello. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Rihanna is, um, to be honest, you can introduce yourself. Oh, Go on. on. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm an initiate for this current rush period. So it's yes. very exciting. Um, so yeah, I my first time kind of going to... Um, an event where I met Barbie was back in September, as well as Alicia, and yeah. I just thought that they were such interesting women, and they we had are. <laughs> yeah, to pump themselves up exactly. Yeah. And so I thought I'd love to get to know them better. So here we are, helping out. Great, great. No, this is amazing. And you do was a PR and yeah. um, social, not social, sorry, branding strategy. Exactly. Um, yeah. in asset management. I do. That is yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in, I think, the finance space in general in terms of having a more human face. Um, So I think especially, you know, investment banking, investment management, asset management, there's a real reputation for it being hard and very detached and just give us your money, that kind of thing. Yeah, is it? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't comment on that without getting in trouble. So I'll say that, like, (laughs) you know, like they hire people like me to try and, and, you know, improve the face of it and make it seem more open to human leadership, especially. So Mm -hmm. for people who have more of a creative eye or people who are really good at relationship management, I'd say definitely look out for roles in those spaces because they want you for sure, especially black women. That's amazing. And you're you're so young, aren't you? And yeah, uh, yeah, I'm so impressed by, you know, young women. Are you Gen Z? I am, yeah. Yeah, I I love the Gen Z. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I'm obsessed with Gen Z. I'm obsessed with Gen Z as well. They really are just like shattering all the walls and Mm -hmm. the ceilings that Mm -hmm. we've kind of just looked at and dodged. You guys are actually breaking them down, which is insane. Yeah, I think Gen Z is such an interesting group. I try and understand why we are the way that we are. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that we have a soapbox at our disposal at all times. Mm-hmm. So if we feel like an issue is an issue, you're going to hear about it. Yeah, like, we're yeah. not going to wait. You guys don't ignore or like kind of just pander to it. You actually like project and like oh, yeah. contest, and it's just yeah protest oh. by with choreography as yeah, well with choreography. Oh, yeah. <laughs> add a little bit of sparkle to yeah, it like seven, second, <laughs> seven second videos <laughs> it's like you know pay us a good good minimum wage exactly. and <laughs> doing the Santana dance yeah. <laughs> no I love it um Alicia and I you know just gonna have a quick chat because 
this morning, um, you know, we decided we're going to come out. We're here in West London um, to record this. I drove all the way from Manchester. And I know that you are um, the chapter leader for Manchester. Yeah. Um, um, but you're well, now in London. Yeah. So, you know. What's I, up I, with that? <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? That's a good question. So I, I'm i not a Londoner. I'm not a native Londoner at all. But And so I'm quite passionate about representation and experiences and supporting black women who are outside of London. I have like a slight issue with... London in general as and which is funny because you know I have moved back here in the last two weeks just because I love my life here but it can be quite like a uh like a bubble so yeah like it's kind of like who you know what you know if you're not down with the click or if you don't like speak in a certain way or act in a certain way you can sort of start to feel a little bit um mm. isolated and I think that women outside of London have like black women especially obviously have um have have valuable experiences and are you know are worthy of attention as well and I don't I, I kind of hate that a lot of black life in the UK is just centered around within the M25. Yeah. So I'm not giving up my um, chapter leader role um, for like women outside. Never. Of, yeah. <laughs> never <laughs> outside of London. And I was living in Manchester before, but for reasons I decided to relocate back. This but, is um, very interesting though that you said you know the thing about like being feeling isolated because if you're not part of a clique and people would think that's interesting because you're in a um, sorority slash society so if you just want to talk me through like why sort of why you joined I mean primarily I joined just to meet more black women like yeah. me so I've got I've got plenty of black friends now but mm. growing up I didn't I, was, I grew up in a village like I went to school <laughs> when I was the only black person in like one of like three in the year and you know I've just had like microaggressions and like all sorts of racist bullshit in my life so I'm um, had the opportunity to create something like Wigbara that could possibly last for generations and create um an environment that women can find and make friends of like-minded people um, it's just really important to me. Um, I think as well, like it's just an opportunity to give back, set something up, be part of something that could really like actually blow and be global and um, even be like imitated. And I think that's um, something that like, it's just a sign of success. And it's just something I'm passionate about. You know, like I'm just passionate about connecting black women together and like, you know, just doing nice things and living a nice life. And yeah. you know, it's not it's not all about um, it's not all about timeline topics and debates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we just really want to enjoy ourselves and talk about nice things and there's nothing wrong with that that that's absolutely it i mean i think that's the main reason why any of the girls joined to be honest i think that's the the driving force like that's everything that we do we wanted to meet more black women i think a lot of us were a lot of us within the the society you know we're well traveled we have had a bit of experience here and there and i think that at this point it was you know we're tired of the whole clicky sort of situation that our city and our life has had and we've seen throughout and we just wanted a space where it's like we're we're friends we're friendly everyone gets along no one is a snob really I can't Mm -hmm. point out anybody that's that's had any difficulties or any like you know being mean towards somebody else there's no beef it's not like a catty girls club type of thing Um, and I think that was very important to create that space for ourselves so that's something that you know, proud that we've been able to, to get to this point. Well, let's just touch back on the part where you said the thing about like not every day a timeline topic or a debate and <laughs> all of that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like whenever black women gather, um, it's de- like it's a hundred percent must to discuss. To be honest, outrage is sparked every single day on the TL, and we are always sort of 
you know, at the front center or, you know, the ones being talked about sometimes. And it's just good to have a break. Yeah, I think I think we as a community and I'm talking about me just generally black people in the UK are obsessed with outrage and obsessed with being upset about something or being annoyed about something. It's not every day you need to like a debate or like argue about, you know, who's paying for first or um, <laughs> who's paying for this date or who's, own, who's own, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, to he's be fair, who, I can't lie, I'm not denying that one. <laughs> or like, are you going to move if his mum wants to sit in the front of the car or then, you know, debating the whole black women in luxury type thing? Does anybody care at this point? Like, and you, people are going to do what they're going to do. I think we can have richer conversations to actually like empower and educate yourselves a bit more and don't get me wrong I'm all about talking about you know I guess Rihanna's looking amazing with, with her pregnancy <laughs> I don't know like I can I can get behind these com- those kind of conversations should she be with ASAP I've got my own view personally but like you know it's not every day like I think yeah. we, can, we can have like a richer experience and actually something that you can take like conversations that you can take away from and learn from and you know inspire and empower sometimes you don't really need to communicate yeah, yeah, everything. It's not every. It's not every day. It needs to be broadcast, and I think that's like, it just kind of goes back to a lot of. Um, I'm not trying to say that like, our podcast is better or anything like that. Or it like, is. I mean, <laughs> it is obviously. But I listen. I listen to a lot of a lot of them, and I don't like because I enjoy it. But I don't know. I feel like we. I feel like we're bringing something a little bit different, and I've seen a lot of women start but not be consistent with this type of podcast where we're interviewing and we're talking with other black women or other successful women um so i think that you know hopefully we'll fill that void that's important i think that the best things have come out of like Barra for me has definitely been the people that i've met i'm glad i met you oh i'm glad i met you as well probably (laughs) thank you my darling um yeah and i've definitely met really interesting women and they we all want to do something to change what it means to you know the not just our image like this is not just good PR for us or anything like that I think it's also like to change the dynamics that we tend to have as black women um you know change that whole thing about competition and you know there's not enough room there's not enough space Mm. for that many of us Mm. and it's all about like bringing as many of us into the spaces that we are because like I always said there's nothing impressive uh, about being the only black woman in the room totally agree what what has been like the the nicest thing for you so far oh i'm torn between the very first initiation dinner um that was just such a good night um such a good day um just really nice to see it come to life to meet some people that i've been following for like months on like on social media or just like somehow some people i might have heard of people in like just incredible jobs and just like really inspiring that's probably my highlight but also i'm i was split with the spa weekend that we did in november That was one of the best weekends of my life, I think. Um, Or just especially like in recent years, just like beautiful black women, just enjoying ourselves, having afternoon tea, getting the massages we deserve, chilling in hot tubs, partying in Manchester. Like that was just, yeah, it was just a good balance (laughs) of everything, I think. Um, You just unlocked a memory. (laughs) (laughs) Fully, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I, I can't choose between the two. And I feel like, Ask me again this time next year. My yeah. answer might be like something else. Something else because there's so much coming up <laughs> yeah. and there's good, you know, initiatives in place, like good things that we're working on. Um, I tend to feel like, oh, we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. But then when I speak to the women in the society and, you know, I hear like you, you, what you've talked about, for example, is just the more intimate events 
like the initiation dinner was so intimate. Like we were all in our purple dresses, giving each other compliments, you know, listening to R&B and to hip hop and mm-hmm. listening to our music and just being ourselves. Like we didn't feel like we had to be anything. We didn't feel like we had to code switch. Yeah. Um, and same with the spa um, thing. Like just think about, you know, going to the spa with your fellow black women, not having to explain your hair. Yeah. Not having yeah. To explain anything and just like. Being able to talk and just chill. Yeah. That was great. And so sometimes I need to like kick myself and remember, mm, actually, maybe it wasn't about the biggest event because we had like London Fashion Week, for example. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was like 300 plus people. That was like huge event um, that I will never do again. <laughs> <laughs> You're done with it. <laughs> I am done. But um, yeah, no, we will still have a London Fashion Week, but I don't think to that scale anymore mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, that was that was a lot of work. Um, so you know we had that we had what else did we have the wine tasting was oh, also really that good, was so it? good also my housemate was telling me that um the sommelier that we had she was yeah. on celebs go dating and um, recently no not, way. not as a celeb going dating but she was hosting a wine tasting event in the show she would so. have been a good host yeah uh, she was a good host she's great yeah, yeah i liked yeah. her a lot um yeah and then a luncheon with tony Tony. yeah her name was uh xenia karpenko so in case you want to go wine tasting <laughs> She's you great. can go to 2850. Um, I think they really supported us at first because that was our first, like, you know, yeah, collaboration yeah. with a brand. So 2850 were hosting the wine tasting, but it was somewhere else. It wasn't at the venue that we that we had hosted ours. On, sorry, on Celebs Go Day Sing. Okay, so, I was like, so, I was like, sorry, I'm, I'm going back to the show. <laughs> celebs Go Dating. Okay, you watch that too, guys. I mean, I don't watch it, but maybe yeah, I should. Maybe yeah. I should start. Yeah. <laughs> And then the inaugural luncheon with Tony Tone, is that what you were about to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, and that was, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was also a great and really inspiring event. Like, Tony Tone really came with some facts and some real, like, inspiration to kind of, like, take away and, I guess, just, like, feel a little bit better about ourselves. And the venue was just stunning as well. The food was really good. Um, and, yeah, met some great people like Rianne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, and one really cool thing as well is we know how to pick our venues. Mm-hmm. Like, we want the best venues. We want, like, the best food. We want to experience the best everything, to be honest. And it's all about that attention to detail. That's what I've always liked about luxury. You know, there's always been that debate around, like, black women in luxury and yada, yada, yada. It's so funny because, like, <laughs> Some of the people who are like talking about this so much on the timeline, like I follow them on TikTok and they're wearing like very like they're wearing designs. It's no, just I, I, I feel like some of I feel like though. a lot, a, yeah, I feel like a lot of it is contra- a lot of people are contradicting themselves because they everybody wants to buy them like a good quality item. Like, yeah, I don't know exactly. <laughs> no, so definitely because I, I hear the argument that um, luxury won't save us, but I don't think that luxury was. You know, I don't think it's there to save us. I, I don't, don't think, think it's there to save anyone. We need to save anyone. I don't think Primark's <laughs> going to save us, so what now? Like. Exactly. So, I, you know, I mean, because then there's that also that whole thing about consumerism creating another monster because it's like, okay, if it's not luxury and it's super cheap, who's creating all this and mm. how much are they getting paid and how are they being exploited? Mm. Um, and there's a lot of politics that we need to think about as black women. Like everything we do is political. Everything mm. we do is judged and it's criticised and it's, it's scrutinized mm-hmm. um and so i think that in this in this case you know one thing that i really look to and i think has been the basis for even wick bar and what we're trying to do is sustainability and it's been ethical as ethical as you possibly can be without you know compromising your own sort of needs mm. uh because once it gets to that point then you're looking at sort of just erasing your own person so it's like with capitalism, for example, is there an ethical way that I can go to work and I can make money and I can try to give back to my community as much as I can, but I, I'm not like, you know, waking up every day feeling guilty mm. or 
for whatever I do because that's really what <laughs> it's coming to at this point. You can't do anything. You can't buy a nice bag. You can't, you know, and I give, you know, give a thought to whoever is needy and do as much as you can, as much as is reasonably possible for you to give back to your community. Yeah, but without but, compromising yourself. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to find a balance and I think about it a lot. Like, should I be doing more? Like, and I, yeah. yeah, like, without going into too much detail, like, when you look at the percentages of how much or, like, how much people earn on average and, like, our age group, for instance, you know, we're way above, like, everything, like, that that figure. But mm-hmm. yeah, at the same time, we're still very much at the bottom, or not maybe not at the bottom. In the grand scheme, but in the things. grand scheme of things, yeah. and you're comparing yourself to your colleagues and the people at the top and different companies and, and like people di- with um, inheritances from Inherit- generations. Yeah, the generational <laughs> wealth. Like yeah. it's just like it's yeah. Like what are you going to do? We need to survive, and yeah. we don't just want to survive at this point. We want to live and thrive. We want to thrive. thrive yeah. We want to be allowed to just live our lives and not feel you know every single day there's already that pressure of having to live in a you know racist society classist Mm -hmm. society it's just it's too much it gets to a point where it's like where do we draw the line so I try not to participate in these conversations on you know black women in luxury and whatnot because some of it is very hypocritical and is skewed because then if you don't want us to work or if you don't want us to make money or if you don't want us to spend money let's just sit at home so Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, who, what are they going to talk about if we do that? So. <laughs> uh, tell us what you do on a day-to-day, Alicia, because we talked about Rihanna. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm about to start a new role um, at a sports software company called Hot Huddle. Um, H-U-D-L and I'm incredibly excited um, for them. I'm going to be joining as a content designer. Day-to-day, it's just about designing um, digital experiences. Um, I'm not quite sure what the product is that I'll be working on when I join, join them. And to be honest, before getting this role I'd never actually heard of them because I'm not their audience at all um, I'm not a sports person at all but that's also good for me because then it helps me remove any bias when I'm creating products or experiences for them I'm just really looking forward to it and like the people are great many managers already emailing me like the the company's already inducted me like before I've even started like amazing they, it's just been like really smooth from is it fully finish. remote um, I can go into the office and I probably will because apparently they do free food on Wednesdays. So, you know, <laughs> like that will help with my food, my food shopping bill. Um, I've moved back to London now. So I've, every penny, yeah. every, every, all these pennies <laughs> have started to count again. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, um, I, it's fully remote if, I, if it wants to be. And it's also very international as well. So um, my like some of the people I work with will be in America. Some people are in Australia. Like my hours are going to be weird again. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So I'm getting into tech. I'm also going to be a black woman in tech. Hey, black woman, <laughs> hashtag black woman in tech. Hashtag black woman in tech. <laughs> you know what? I feel like black women in tech are the new divest because <laughs> they are everywhere. Like every little thing, black women in tech. You've got a hole in your roof, mm, become a black woman in tech. <laughs> you've got you've got a problem, you've got marital problems, become a black, black woman, woman in tech. tech. Like, it's, that's the solution for everything. So I decided to take their advice and I'm going to be a black woman in tech from next month actually Ooh. I start my new role so yeah so that's also you know tech role software nice well. yeah. um what is it like a tech company or is it it's like a tech company like a software company yeah, yeah. Oh, no. so, yeah. do you mind if I ask uh, yeah no you can it's just a product owner um so I'm really You're going into the, I'm going to be a product owner Ooh, you said you said pound signs <laughs> I said you know what it is like I feel like it is it's a role that I never even knew about before. Yeah, I think that's, that's becoming more of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many roles that yeah. in, within the tech space that, like, that are, yeah, 
that you even the job I do today nobody would has ever told me that job existed um when I was at uni or when I graduated it was only through research like when I decided I wanted to leave marketing Mm -hmm. like what can I do what what is a little bit transferable there are Mm -hmm. so many roles like product manager like even user research and stuff like that like in the, the in the design space as well like there's lots of there's lot it's really easy to pivot at this point especially while there's like no degrees like really that's for it it's all about like training yourself and just kind of getting that little bit of experience or transferable experience to put you into um, it's really role. helped me though I think the whole training retraining your mind a little mm, bit because I it. I was sort of what the tech people would refer to as a high level stakeholder before so I was like the kind of person that just makes the decisions and yeah, whatnot. And just so I had to done. think, yeah, 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 I just want yeah. it done. Yeah. But now that I, I can see sort of like how they have to go about, you know, doing step by step and really walking through the process, I'm like, wow. And negotiating is like going to be like the big thing for you as well. Yeah, so and you're quite a good negotiator from what yeah, I can tell. Yeah, so. yeah, you, know, you know how I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is our haphazard introduction to Wikbara and I you know I hope people listen to this and they have a bit of a laugh with us and you know they get a a glimpse into what it is that we stand for what we represent what we do and just really who we are because that's what Mm -hmm. the podcast is going to be about just chats and you know if we're when our next event and mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, yeah. come yeah. yeah come through there's <laughs> come through. always something we've got something tomorrow yeah oh well yeah there's, there's members only actually at St. A's yeah. I'm so members excited only. for that yeah. yeah I saw I saw one of my friends go actually a couple of days ago and now I'm like so I'm so looking forward to this and to welcoming more extraordinary women which is what we're all about community access sisterhood and adventure be sure to stay tuned for our next episode and subscribe to our social media for future updates Today's episode was brought to you by the IT consulting experts at Encounter.co.uk. That's Encounter spelled I-N-C-O-U-N-C-R. Produced by The Purple Prospectus with music by Lewis Land. Don't forget to follow our sorority on social media at Wigbara. Yeah, what's happened? <laughs> I don't want to, this is not going to be You don't want to capitalise uh, it. No. <laughs> I'm like, roll, roll the camera. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Just oh like, I God. have a secret to tell you, roll the camera. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>